Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Members Exclusive Podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday the 16th of February and just coming up to quarter to 12 in the market. We've got the ASX up just shy of 33 points or 0.43%. 7,641 at the moment. It's just uh, flopping around all over the place. We did have an open at 7,621 and we pushed up to 7,681. Uh, So around 40 points higher than where we currently are, but a little bit of fatigue setting in, I guess, in terms of the market. It has been a long week. Analysts have been poring over the spreadsheets and doing their Excel, their excellent work there in terms of uh, their forecasts going forward now, following the results and also making their pronouncements on their recommendations by hold sell or outperform etc and their new price targets we have had once again uh, a big drop today of uh, results not quite such a big drop as we saw yesterday because super thursday we do get uh, a lot of results uh, congregate around the thursdays fridays are a little bit quieter but we have seen uh, some of those results out this morning and uh, we'll run through a few of those uh, we've seen uh, some good results out from Q or GQG, uh, which is the uh, fund manager. That's been doing very well today on the back of those numbers. Uh, they're up uh, 6.6% today, so a good result from them. Uh, we have seen the ASX also out with their results. Underlying net profit down 7.8% to 230.5%. Uh, ASX hasn't been going anywhere near as well as GQG. They're down 2.9% does look as if costs continue to rise there. So not such good news for ASX. We've also seen IAG and QBE in the insurance sector uh, out this morning as well. Both a little bit underwhelming. Both have had pretty good runs into the results. IAG around 3.5% down on the back of their results. QBE uh, down around 2.9% trying to find a little bit of a level there. Uh, But IAG, their first half profit slipped. uh, And although they did guide to double-digit premium growth in 2024, QBE doubled its net profit in 2023. And it also raised its dividend. CleanAway confirmed guidance for 2024. And we had Charter Hall Retail REIT confirming operating guidance for financial 2024. Uh, But swinging to a statutory loss the six months to December 31. Uh, loser of the day, I think, today has to go to the Canaccord Genuity uh, analyst who did a 41-page report on Neuron Pharmaceutical, one we followed here, uh, and did a, a, a podcast with the CEO uh, some time ago. Uh, they have a target price of $31. Unfortunately, overnight in the US, uh, their partner, the one they licensed their debut drug to, debut drug to, uh, Arcadia Pharmaceuticals, has come in for a short seller attack. Uh, and uh, as a result, that stock was down heavily. And we have now gone into a suspense, a trading halt for Neuron down 13% on the back of that. There are some question marks. Culpa is the uh, research house in question, shorting Acadia. And we have seen some question marks over the efficacy and the patient retention of that debut drug, 13.1% down. Also today in the loser's corner, we've got ING, uh, which did come out this morning with their numbers. And uh, unfortunately, the outlook there uh, was a little bit muted, to say the least. They bumped up the dividend, but they did flag a weaker second half. 
And uh, they did talk about the benefit of price increases that applied during FY23 in response to significant growth in costs, modest volume growth and improved margins. Uh, but they did say that the second half of fiscal 2024 will be lower because of inflationary headwinds across labour, feed and energy there. So and that one uh, showing a big loss today as well, down nearly 14%. Uh, DTL Data 3 kicking down as well today. Uh, they got uh, a nasty day yesterday, down 13%. A few downgrades coming through today, 6% down, as were also ProMedicus, which has been a market darling. Downgrades coming through there, uh, 5.9%. I did add uh, Data 3 DTL yesterday as a very small holding at $8.30. They're currently just under 8 bucks. So not a huge amount of uh, damage done there. We do hold it in the growth portfolio, unfortunately. So it is a little bit of results lotto happening at the moment. The results to me didn't look all that bad, but expectations were a little bit higher than where the market was going for. I suspect that's the case in IAG and QBE, both priced very much to perfection in the market at the moment. They both had a pretty good run on the back of bond yields, etc., and rising insurance premiums that we have seen Uh, the RBA focus on as well. As far as the rest of the market goes, at noon, we are seeing a bit of a renaissance in uh, some of these lithium stocks. Telstra, not Telstra, Tesla rather. I always get too confused. Uh, Maybe I should not get them confused. But Tesla uh, had a good night last night. They were up seriously. And we have seen a Liontown up 8.1%. Pilbara, 6.4%. Maybe the shorts are getting a little bit concerned. We do have results Next week from Pilbara, LTM, which was my favoured stock in the sector because it had been uh, so oversold, up 5.3%. That, of course, is the marriage uh, between Allchem and Livent. Did have a difficult marriage, a difficult wedding night, I guess. Uh, But since then, it has settled down and has pushed higher. We're seeing that as well in Lion Town, as I said. And uh, we are seeing it in Linus, a little bit of uh, money coming back into the critical metal space. Interestingly, I did uh, have a look at the chart uh, on Tesla and Pilbara comparing the two. And they do remarkably move in lockstep. Uh, Obviously, there are different factors at play in different sizes, different markets, different companies. However, certainly there is a sentiment thing at play there. Uh, Tesla is obviously a sentiment thing for U.S. investors in terms of their EV exposure. Bad news from Tesla on price cutting, volumes, etc. does weigh on the share price. And as a result, that share price has been underperforming, such to the extent that it has been um, questioned whether it should actually belong in the Magnificent Seven or we should just go to the Six. Um, but certainly uh, that question mark last night... They did have a little bit of a a flip up where the rest of the technology sector, some of them were a little bit easier. Uh, But we have seen those Pilbara 6.4% higher today. So interesting there to see that sentiment turning a little bit in the lithium space. Also, uh, some of the second liners in the lithium space also doing okay. Uh, Patriot Battery Metals, which we added the other day, up nearly 9% uh, today as well. Uh, we're seeing uh, American Rare Earths, which has been on the bubble and the boil due to uh, some of the announcements coming out of that one and 
the name is good as well, let's face it. They're up nearly 15% today, so there is certainly movement at the station in some of these lithium stocks. The uranium space, a little bit uh, ho-hum at the moment. The uranium not doing very much. Uh, the stock's going pretty much sideways for the time being. That big oomph that we've seen seems to have been uh, a little bit... Uh, predicated on uh, Cameco having to buy spot uranium to satisfy long-term contracts. That does seem to be easing, and the uranium price seems to be steady at around $103 a pound US. Nothing much on the economic front today, but we have got Commonwealth Bank Chief Economist uh, Gareth Aird says Thursday's jobless rate of 4.1 means the Reserve Bank will have to cut interest rates in September to stop unemployment climbing above 4.5%. CBA is calling for 75 basis points of rate cuts over the second half of 2024. So you imagine we've got September, October and November, according to them, and then 75 basis points of cuts in the first half of 2025. Now, of course, it's all very well to hope and predict rate cuts, but you have to say that that would come on the back of a very softening economy. So it is a twin-edged sword to some extent. Aggressive rate cuts or even rate cuts uh, earlier rather than later would intimate that maybe the economy is softening and deteriorating more than some had expected. So it is a swings and roundabouts thing there. But at the moment, the market is uh, certainly heading towards all-time highs, although off today uh, in terms of that high. Uh, on the back of rate cuts coming, and they will come. It's just a question of when. Other news out today, Eager Automotive has uh, flagged worsening data breaches, and we have seen uh, also news out today on the economic front. Those numbers coming out from the U.S. last night, retail sales slipping, uh, which did give the U.S. market that big kick. We do have PPI tonight as well, so that'll be another part of the data drop. But at the moment, it does seem that the U.S. market data is still somewhat confusing and somewhat contradictory. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out with the PPI number tonight. As far as the newsletter goes today, just in my stuff, just ran through a little bit on Telstra. Uh, clearly, yesterday's results were a little bit underwhelming. The, uh, the professional services side of things and the business side of things a little bit uh, down from where the market was hoping. Uh, a little bit of a review going on there. T25, their plan there does seem to be on track. You're never going to get Telstra as a growth stock. Let's face it, it is tech in a cardi. Uh, it is a yield stock. They did raise the dividend. Mobile going well. And certainly some of the analysts' reports suggesting that there is scope for further uh, mobile charges to rise and that to really help them there. Also looked at Treasury Wine Estates as well, uh, post those results yesterday, which uh, there's a lot of hope being pinned, I guess, on a U.S., um, that U.S. acquisition and the premiumization in the U.S. Interestingly, they also held back some of the Penfold stock in anticipation of a favourable Chinese outcome on those tariffs. Uh, that, of course, is uh, yet to happen, but certainly uh, Penfolds says they're in a good position, of course, to fulfil that market. I did get an email this morning from a member suggesting the Chinese economy is still a bit of a bloody mess. And as a result... Uh, that uh, it may be tricky to sell premium wine to China, but maybe we're going to see in China the same thing that is happening here as well, is that bifurcation of the economy. The rich getting richer, the poor getting poorer, and people happy to spend more money on less product to some extent, happy to pay up for um, better quality wine and eschew 
the uh, the rubbish at the bottom end of the market. Certainly something that Treasury wine estates has been seeing. Uh, the U.S. does remain a little bit of a concern with the Snoop Dogg uh, 19 crimes uh, underperforming. It does seem to have been underperforming since the creator of that uh, brand for Treasury wine estates left and joined the competition. Uh, that certainly has been a little bit of a trouble. The stock is down 0.3% today uh, after the brokers have made their pronouncements on that one. In other news, it just in the uh, my stuff this morning, uh, just uh, looking at GQG, which has had an absolutely stonkingly good report, uh, net flows of $10 million, $10 billion US for the year ended 2023. The great thing about funds management is that if you do well, if you perform well, uh, the money should flow. And these guys are performing well. Uh, their global equity strategy is uh, doing very well. So is their international strategy. And along with their U.S. equity strategy and emerging market strategy, all doing very well. So that is dragging in money as well. And they declared a final dividend of 0.026 a share, which is a 90% payout ratio. We've also seen, I guess, some commentary regarding Magellan after yesterday's announcement on a new uh, hiring. And also the fact that they have got a big war chest and they're interested in making some bolt-on acquisitions. So that's certainly helping the mood for Magellan. Uh, They're up around 2.2% today. So uh, some positive broker comment there. Uh, Tyro in the small cap space, they settled a court case, a legal case with Kunta. Kunta is going to be paying uh, Tyro $10 million in damages. Does clear the deck. Tyro up 2.8%. Has been a stock I've been looking at. I was hoping to buy it around a dollar. Never going to happen now, it doesn't seem like. They are getting upgrades as well to that one with a $1.60 price target, so maybe that one is worth having a look at for members. If you're interested, of course, in the portfolios that we have, Marcus has got some comments there on the West Farmers results, exceeding expectations, uh, Telstra results as well. Uh, both holds there in that portfolio, in the income portfolio, and GMG yesterday shot the lights out with their uh, numbers and a big focus on data centres for them. Uh, That sees the stock up a a measly half a percent today, but certainly yesterday was a cracking day. They did hit uh, $29 briefly. They're back to $28.60. Bit of broker uh, ho-humness coming through, I think mainly on the back of the share price rise, which has been pretty meteoric uh, to say the least. Uh, But certainly some of that goodwill in terms of data centers is feeding through into Macquarie, which had a really good bounce yesterday. And some of that was to do with their holding in Airtrunk, which has been a massively successful uh, data center business. They hold with a private equity partner. That's in their infrastructure asset business. uh, And there are some media reports that they have been approached by one of the other big equity uh, private equity partners there. So that certainly helped Macquarie yesterday. A little bit of easing back today, only a quarter of a percent down, uh, nothing too dramatic. Back up to $191.60. So that is interesting there. Well, that's about it from me so far today. Sorry there's no education section. I know one member was very upset that we didn't have an education section. Uh, Marcus usually does those. But to be honest, if I did an education section, During reporting season, there wouldn't be time for much else. 
and I'm sure your attention span doesn't probably last to a half an hour uh, talking about some sort of education in the market. There's enough going on at the moment. Education sessions can probably wait till the reporting season is done and dusted. The dust has settled and we have not quite as much to talk about. But in the meantime, I hope you enjoy this podcast. I'll be back again this afternoon with the end of day podcast. We'll be back, of course, tomorrow with our Saturday uh, morning uh, email and the newsletter. In the meantime, I would urge you to have a listen to the On The Couch podcast with Adam Dawes. A lot of fun, a lot of banter and some really good stock suggestions there. And an interesting take on the banks as well. And we had a bit of competition to see which stock had the most shares issued in the market. It turns out one member has reminded me that 88E has a massive amount of shares issued. 24.7 billion shares on issue in 88 Energy. There you go. There's a stock that needs a consolidation. That's it. See you this afternoon.